You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, at the end of the day, football is football. All Patriots, all, all the time. Ooh, that's spicy. All Patriots, all, all the time. Welcome to, 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 to First and Foxborough. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy start to your week. Happy Monday, all you Foxborough football fans. I'm Kyrie Thompson, host of First and Foxborough. Look, week two of action for this show. Training camp's getting closer, right? We got rookies reporting here real soon. Coaches, I believe, are reporting today for the New England Patriots, and some teams have uh, have rookies already reporting. And before you know it, the Patriots are all going to be in camp, and next week we're going to do it for real, starting on Wednesday the 27th. It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Let's go. All right. So before we get to all that, first, make sure you download, listen, stream the podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Follow me at KD Thompson 5 and at Kyrie DT. That's K-H-A-R-I-D-T on Instagram. And make sure you follow the show accounts first and Foxborough, F-O-X-B-O-R-O on Twitter and Instagram. Let's get to it. Okay. So in kind of Thinking of what I was going to talk about, I've got some interviews coming on for later on in the week, but I wanted to just do a little bit of, of talk and, and research and, and stats talk and all that stuff for today. And something that caught my attention was Mike Reese from ESPN, their amazing Patriots beat reporter. Great guy, too, for those of you who don't know him. He does a column every Sunday where he kind of empties his notebook and, and gives you um, you know, 10 things to think about heading into the week in regards to the New England Patriots or like around the league and things like that. And obviously from this past week, the biggest news was Nikhil Harry getting traded to the Chicago Bears, the Patriots finally giving up on their first round pick from the 2019 NFL draft. And his tact on it was mostly just looking at the 2019 draft in general, which is something that uh, I'll run down a little bit later on. Like, for example, right, the fir- like two of the first three picks from that draft, Nikhil Harry and Chase Winovich, have been traded. They're no longer with the team. Also traded from that draft was Jarrett Stidham. He just got scooped up by Josh McDaniels and the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's three picks from that draft now playing elsewhere via trade. 
it reminded me of a larger segment that I that I did that I had been thinking about actually before I started at WEEI, but I brought it up on air on my first day on air with the show. I was on with with Bradfoe, Rob Bradford, to all of you, our, our Red Sox guy, and Chris Scheim from the morning show, the Greg Hill Show on WEEI. So I brought this up on the air. I decided to go back and look at the Patriots' draft history and how often their draft picks signed second contracts with the team. I started with the first round picks. I was curious just to see, okay, it feels like, I mean, for one, like they don't have a lot of first round picks because they're always winning and they're always trading back or whatever. But of those first round picks, how many of them actually stick around? I went and looked at it and you had to go back to 2012 to find a first round pick that the Patriots had extended to multiple contracts. And that was Dante Hightower from that year. He was drafted 25th overall in the first round in 2012. Interestingly, they had two, the Patriots did, they had two first round picks that year. The first one went four spots ahead of Dante Hightower, and that was Chandler Jones, the guy everybody wants to try to bring back now, but he's getting paid too much, so that's probably not going to happen. But yeah, Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower from the same draft that year and it's weirdly emblematic i feel like of of how the patriots drafts have gone as a whole right um so chandler jones gets traded in his fourth year he still hasn't been back but dante hightower stays and he plays in new england for the entirety of his rookie contract so that that's the four years originally and then the fifth year option and then he signed a four-year extension after that to stick around so that's the last time the Patriots had a first round pick that stuck around past the duration of their rookie contract. And they've had seven first round picks since then. Dominique Easley, a commonly brought up whenever people are talking about Belichick draft busts. Malcolm Brown, who was taken 32nd overall in 2015. Then you had a couple of years where there were no first round picks. Then you had Isaiah Wynn and Sony Michelle in 2018. Nikhil Harry 2019, Mac Jones in 2021, and now Cole Strange in 2022. So obviously you have a couple of players on that list where it's too early to know their fate, that being Mac Jones and Cole Strange. You, you would think that based on how Mac Jones has played so far, that he's probably going to stand a good chance of sticking around past that rookie contract. But the way that quarterback contracts are going, you never know. All in all, you're probably feeling pretty good about Mac Jones. Cole Strange, obviously, we haven't seen him play football yet, so we'll have to see about that. But look at what? Four of those five players that were referenced before Mac Jones and Cole Strange. You had Nikhil Harry, traded. Sony Michelle, traded. Malcolm Brown, gone. Signed elsewhere at the end of his rookie contract. Dominique Easley, gone, right? That just didn't work out. Isaiah Wynn is still kind of in the holding pattern here, right? Where... He got his fifth-year option picked up, but you don't know whether or not he's going to be signed long-term after this season, and it honestly feels like it's more likely that he is not going to be signed at the end of the season because he's probably going to price himself out because even if he's not an elite tackle, tackles, even just competent tackles, get paid in this league. And if they feel like they don't want to pay him what even a competent tackle is worth to keep him around, then they're probably just going to draft that position and start over. But okay, so you have seven first round picks since Dante Hightower in 2012, and not one of them has been extended yet. 
Now, okay, you can look at that and say, look, I mean, that's seven first round picks. They won so much and, you know, they were in the Super Bowl so often that they sometimes just saw more value in in trading back. You're not going to necessarily get that super top end talent at the back end of the first round all the time. So sometimes there's more value in trading back and scooping something up on day two or three or what have you, right? So you could look at it that way. Obviously, though, it kind of speaks to the fact that they have lacked at elite talent and that has kind of caught up with them in recent years. The fact that they haven't been able to find first round picks that are worth keeping around and that are worth building around. But I, I actually wanted to extend this even further. So, so let's not just talk about first round picks here. Let's talk about all the picks that have been made between now and 2012. I counted it up. Out of the 94 draft picks that have been made in those 10 years, only 10 of them have been extended to a second contract. Only 10. Now, as I'm sitting here, you know, for, for those of you who are really into the Patriots, try and guess. I, I, would, I would love for you to try and get as many of these 10 as you can before I start reading it off. But before we get to that, I mean, think about that. 10 players out of 94 is a hit rate of 10.6%. To me, that's, that's ugly. It, and I get it, you don't have a lot of first round picks, right? And look, sixth and seventh rounders are typically crapshoots. So it's like, okay, if those aren't hitting, that's kind of like whatever. Those are kind of the areas where you're looking at priority free agents that you're trying to make sure don't hit the priority free agent market. For every Tom Brady, though, I mean, he might not be the best example because, I mean, he went from being a sixth rounder to being the greatest player of all time. That's kind of unfair to necessarily lump that in with every other sixth or seventh round pick that's ever been made. But look, for every Tom Brady who, who turns into a productive pro, right, you could even say like somebody like a Michael Owen who turns into a, a productive pro who starts and plays a lot of games, there are like a thousand AJ Derbies who do nothing. AJ, you're like, who's AJ Derby? Exactly. But look, for all those second and third round picks that they've accumulated over the years by trading back, and sometimes that was like all that they were getting. They were living off of second and third round picks. Guys that should grow into solid roles and fill out the roster, and you've only managed to re-sign 10 players, period, in all that time? Let's go through the list right now. Hopefully some of y'all who, who have been interested in it have gotten a couple of names. So let's do it. Starting in, in 2012. So we are, we are going to start in 2012. We are not going to count Dante Hightower, though. From that year, you have sixth round pick Nate Ebner. Special teams maven that stuck around. Yay! Good job. I mean, for a sixth round pick, though, I mean, that, that's exactly what you want. A guy that you can count on, who fills out your roster and, you know, plays a solid role for, you know, a couple of years to come, right? That That is good for a sixth round pick, not knocking that at all. The next year, this is 2013 now, you had Jamie Collins in the second round and Deron Harmon in the third round. Now look, so Collins is an interesting case because he didn't get extended off of his rookie deal. If you recall, he got traded to Cleveland during his fourth season. He comes back then later on in 2019, signs elsewhere and then comes back again. So technically he did sign multiple contracts with the team. It's just a little bit different. There is one other player that's like this down the road. So keep keep an eye out for that and, and, and try to think about it if you can. 
figure it out before I get there. Next guy, James White from the 2014 draft. Fourth round pick, been here his whole career. 2015 draft, Shaq Mason, the newly departed Shaq Mason. Fourth round pick, did sign an extension before he left though. And then fifth rounder, Joe Cardona, who is still long snapping for the Patriots. All right, so that's that's six now. 2016, you have two cases of interest. First, you had second round pick Joe Tooney, now of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, he didn't sign, he did not sign a multi-year extension, but he did sign the franchise tax, so technically that's a new contract. It's not like a fifth-year option on a first rounder where it's built in. And you know, we already talked about that with Isaiah Wynn. So that it is different. They actually had to sign him to a new contract before he hit free agency. That was not, you know, built into the already existing framework of his deal. So I do count that. Okay. And also, sixth round pick from that same year, Ted Karras, who again is another one of those guys played there for four years during his rookie deals, his sixth round pick, and then he goes and signs with Miami, and then he comes back to the Patriots. So I count that. Then in 2016, you had Dietrich Wise Jr., who just signed a contract extension last year to come back and has been you know, a solid player on the interior of that defense. And that was actually year 2017 was where they only had four draft picks and managed to keep one of them. So, hey, 25% hit rate. That's better than the average that, that they've had that we just talked about. And then from 2018, you had linebacker Jawan Bentley, who just signed a contract extension to come back and play off-ball linebacker for this team. That's it for now. That's the list. Now, again, we mentioned Isaiah Wynn. Maybe he could be somebody who extends that list. I don't know that, that I see that. Then also from that 2018 draft, you had Damian Harris go in the third round that year. He's good. I don't know that New England is going to pay a running back with Ramondre Stevenson waiting in the wings and potentially getting ready to break out. Smart Money says you shouldn't. Unfortunately, you should not pay running backs, especially when you've got good ones coming up behind. And again, they already invested in Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris from this last draft. So I do think that that is going to be a consideration when when Damian Harris's contract situation comes up at the end of this year. Not that they won't offer him a contract at all. It would probably just be below the value that he could get elsewhere. Fast forward to 2019. We already talked about three of those players that were highly drafted that are gone. Nikhil Harry, Chase Winovich, Jared Stidham, though I don't know if you want to call him highly drafted. He was a fourth round pick. Joan Williams, the second round pick from that year, is still here, but he's probably not going to be because they have enough defensive backs where I don't think that they have a whole lot of use for him anymore. Just didn't work out. It's not working out. Then in 2020, that draft's kind of gotten pilloried a little bit, but you could see some potential options maybe coming from there for extension possibilities, right? Kyle Duggar is, is first on my list of guys that I think could be in line for something, at least this, this coming off season or before he hits the free agent market after his fourth year. Michael Onwenu, I think, is another one. They traded Shaq Mason and plugged Michael Onwenu in there because I think that they believe that Michael Onwenu can play up to that standard right now, and he most likely would not cost as much to extend at this point. Then, obviously, 
2021, you got Mac Jones, you got Christian Barmore, who very well could be one of the pillars of this defense for years to come, and Ramondre Stevenson, who you almost have to, again, look at the position he plays and think, I don't know if they're going to pay a running back, especially when they keep on investing in that position and bringing in new talent constantly so that they don't have to extend running backs if they don't want to. To wrap it all up, that's less than two draft picks a year that you're retaining if you're the Patriots. And to me, that's just that's just not going to work. And, and that kind of failure in the draft, that's how you get seasons like last year where in that offseason, right before last season began. That's why you have to go out and spend tons and tons of money on a bunch of different players because you have so many different holes to fill because you haven't been able to fill them out in the draft. So everybody is asking, well, why aren't they spending money on a you know $100 million receiver, right? Like, let's just go and splurge on elite talent. You could do that, but there are so many other positions where, what are you going to do then? You're going to spend all your money on one guy or two guys, and then you're going to spend at the dregs at other positions? That's how you could unfortunately continue a situation like what the Patriots have right now, where you have some position groups that are good, and then you have important ones like cornerback where there's nobody, right? And you could say, well, then just throw a bunch of money at a top flight cornerback. Yeah, well, they're going to have some potential holes on the offensive line next year. They're going to have some receivers that are potentially coming off the books. They're going to have potentially Damian Harris coming off the books. I feel like for the Patriots, they live off of complimentary football and having as strong a roster all the way around as you possibly can. So next year, I, I don't know that I would get my hopes up that they're going to always spend at the top of the market for free agents that might be overpaid. But look, if you're if you don't want to do that, then that makes hitting on the draft even more imperative. That means you can't mess around and not listen to your scouts like Bill Belichick apparently did with Nikhil Harry, draft the best football players. The Patriots have not done that very well in the draft in recent years. 2021 with Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, and Ramondre Stevenson could be a step in the right direction there, as long as that wasn't a flash in the pan, and 2022 is in another draft class where you backslide and you only get two players tops out of it, especially since you drafted 10 of them. How about we do a little bit better from now on? That, that sounds like a pretty good idea to me. That's all I got for today on First in Foxborough. I'm Kyrie Thompson. Again, make sure that you follow, subscribe, listen to the show, stream it on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we are going to have a cool guest on tap, Connor Orr of the Monday Morning Quarterback. Be sure to tune in and check that out. We are going to talk some Mac Jones and some New England Patriots offense, among other things. It's going to be fun. Till then. 